The Life and Stories of Callum Knightworthy, Archival Assistant at the Magnus Institute, London. Begin recording. Statement of Julia Whitehall regarding a child that was not her daughter. Original statement given 11th of August 2018. Statement begins. I don't know what happened. One minute, my daughter was riding a bike, normal as always, getting ready to go down to the shops with her friends, and the next minute, she was on the ground. My husband was the first one there, and I was told not to look. Still, mother, mother's worst nightmare. I mean, you hear those words, you know it's bad. I always told her to wear her helmet, and she always omitted it. I mean, sure, 13-year-olds do that. But my Chris... My Chris was something else. Something else. It was July... Of, um, God, I don't remember the year. The A&E was packed. I think there was incidents regarding, like, summer barbecues and things like that. I don't know. I wasn't paying attention. They wheeled her in, and she immediately went to the trauma bay. She had severe, severe injuries to her head. Broken leg. She shattered her wrist, and she had five broken ribs. Nobody understands why that car was going as fast as it was, but it went faster than over the speed limit. It went almost light speed, I want to say. I don't know. All I know is that sort of damage couldn't have been done at five miles an hour in a school zone. Before she'd even woken up, they took her to surgery. Repairing bone, removing shards of glass. Tending to everything else. We spent hours in that hospital. The only thing my husband could do was distract me by taking me down to the gift shop to get her something. We got her a teddy. Now, it's not really significant to most people, but she collected teddies. She loved them. We got her one when she was a baby, and she's got like four copies of it now. She had four copies of it. It always became a tradition. If there was anything that we were doing, we would get her a teddy. And though it was taking up most of the space in our house, we continued. This teddy had a heartbeat inside it. You could record your own or you could um, use one that was just in the shop. We had to use the one that was in the shop. We hadn't exactly come prepared to buy a hospital bear, but, you know. We bought her a card and some light-up slippers and 
a fidget toy or whatever. We bought her a little basket of things. Both of us were just desperate for our little girl to wake up. They called us about 12 hours after she started the surgery and said that our little girl was waking up. So we got back in the car after going on a journey to get some food and headed back to the hospital. I can't pinpoint why, but the whole time I had this sinking feeling in my stomach. At the time, I figured it was just the fact that my child had just been struck by some maniac on the car. But looking back, it was something else. A feeling of unease that I still can't describe in full detail. We got up to the waiting room and waited for them to uh, finally call us back because they don't call you back until everything is done. They've cleaned them up, they've prepared them, they have them talking, they have them drinking or whatever. We've done this before. She was quite the accident-prone child, but nothing to this extent. They finally called us back after about 30 minutes and we grabbed a basket full of things and walked there. When we got to the waiting room of the recovery area, we saw the cubicle our daughter was supposed to be in. My husband immediately walked up to the bed and started talking to the child that was in it like he knew her. It was a blonde-haired little girl, blue eyes, bright-eyed, looking at us. Hello, Mommy. Hello, Daddy. My husband greeted her as if that was in fact our child, but no. That little girl was at least six years old, and my girl, our girl, was 13, about to turn 14 soon. She had red, red, beautiful ringlets and this delicate, pale skin. She always looked like she was too fragile to hold when she was a baby. And she had beautiful brown eyes. This little girl, no, not our child, in any way. But my husband still carried on as though he was. I figured he was sleep deprivation for a second. I was like, darling, that's not our child. And he looked at me as if I've grown a second head. I said, what are you talking about, Julia? Of course that's our child. And suddenly it wasn't a joke anymore. I had several people telling me that that little girl was my girl. But I knew for a fact I'd already raised a six-year-old. We took the little girl home. And when we stepped into her room, it was different. Everything was gone. All of the bears were gone. All of the pictures were gone. All of our home movies, once showing a bright-eyed ginger girl, now showed a blonde-haired girl kicking around a kickball. The only thing I have left of my daughter 
was the hair from her first haircut. And the little footprint I had made when she was born. Pictures of what once was my tiny little baby. Premature. Now showed a chubby baby with blonde hair and blue eyes. Giggly as ever. That little girl is not my child. And I don't know where mine's gone. But I wish she would come back to me. Statement ends. All of this is quite disturbing. This statement, as you may have gathered, quite closely mirrors that of Alexandra Summers. I don't know if it's more disturbing that this has happened twice, or if that these women's children resemble the descriptions of the children they were replaced with. I don't know who to talk to about this. I've brought it to Elias, I've brought it to John, I've brought it to Martin, I've brought it to Tim. Everyone seems to be acting as though this is no big deal. I don't know. I just work here. My nine to five, go home, clock in, clock out. I'm gonna make a note of this. End recording. Kelmer with the Recording is a fan-made podcast based on the Magnus Archives by Rusty Quill. All opinions, ideas, and stories shared are that of my own and should not reflect the opinions of Rusty Quill LTD or their associates. This podcast is licensed under Creative Commons share-alike non-commercial license. We're running low on statement ideas, so pop over to Gmail or wherever you email from, and send us a statement. Nightworthy at gmail.com. We're always welcoming new scares. Thank you for listening, and face your fears. Goodbye. <laughs>